Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Glassjaw MMA Podcast. I am your host, Kaiser. Um, we are going to have probably a little shorter episode this week. I attempted to get everything in place. Life got in the way. Didn't get some of the picks done. I got in-depth with some. Um, the early prelim card, though, is not going to look as uh, flushed out. <clears throat> I do have picks for it. I just I don't have the good explanations for them like I have been trying to provide. Um, we also are reeling from a very hard week last week in UFC Vegas 26. It went 4-5 and five, um, with three cancellations on the card. I would say I would 7-5 and five, because I had those other ones picked correctly. Meh. Um, but four and five is not good. Uh, not happy with that. We got to redeem ourselves this week um, with UFC 262. Um, we already ha- are down one fight from this week. That is going to be the bout against Jack Hermanson and uh, Edmund Shabazian. Um, I haven't seen an explanation as to why that one's been dropped, but it's going to be next week now at UFC Vegas 27. That airs on the 22nd of May. So the fight's still happening, but that was uh, one of my most confident picks this week. But we'll uh, we'll figure something else out and go from there. Um, like I said, it's just uh, it's hopefully going to be a makeup week here. There's I don't know. This is going to be a pretty close UFC event, I think, for a lot of picks. So I don't know if this is quite the one. Um, I'm not going to make very many bets this week after the hard last week. But I'll try to get some correct picks here this week. Um, some of these, they're so close. Uh, I did lean a little bit on the model for the picks. I did not lean on the model last week, um, and it bit me in the butt. So we're going to try it again. Maybe giving it a little bit more uh, knob this time around. Um, so without further ado, let's get right into this. Once again, this is Glassjaw MMA Podcast. And I'm choosing not to go over last week's uh, outcome because I just want to push it behind me. So, uh, first up, we are going to have a um, bout at 155 pounds between Christos Giagos versus... Um, initially, it was going to be Sean Sorensen. Um, that has since been changed, and that is going to be Joel Alvarez. Um, initially, when it was Giagos versus Soriano, um, this is going to be a pretty close fight. However, it has been switched since then to Joel Alvarez. Plus 60 on Giagos, minus 200 on Alvarez. The model's got a 59.11% chance here for Giagos to win this fight. <clears throat> like I said, early prelims, I don't got much for you guys. Um, the equivalent ranking's much higher on Alvarez, and the fight was already going to be close with Giagos and Soriano. Um, Could have kind of went either way, and Alvarez is a better fighter uh, than Soriano is, so I'm going to nod it that way. And then move on. All right. Uh, Kevin Aguilar versus Tucker Lutz. Negative 106 for Kevin Aguilar and negative 118 for Tucker Lutz. Uh, The line all week kind of been bouncing back and forth in that area. Um, We haven't had a plus candidate yet on here. Uh, This one is going to be interesting as uh, their equivalent rank gives a 50.14% chance to Tucker Lutz to win this fight. So we're looking at about a 50-50 bout here. Um, Lutz is also technically the, um, favored at this point at negative 118, um, more or less, but I, 
you could throw one on Aguilar, you could throw one on Lutz. I would avoid this fight. Um, Lutz looks good, however, his two wins come from the Contender Series, and they're both decisions, so uh, some people don't like the Contender Series wins. Whatever. Uh, Aguilar, 3-3 three and three in the UFC. He's currently on a three-straight-loss slide with uh, five decisions out of those six fights. I would say give Lutz the the nod just because he does has strung together a um, stronger kind of streak. And um, at 11-1, and one, I'll give him the nod over an Aguilar who's on a three-loss slide. Moving on up the card, going to Priscilla Cochiera versus Gina Mazzani. Plus 155 for Cochiera, negative 200 for Mazzani. The model, once again, is very close on this, a 51.87% chance to win for Cochiera. Um, the big thing here is the model is going to have her pick to win already by a 1% chance. She's already the underdog, uh, so you could take the dog here. This is a, a turd fight, honestly. You have Cochiera, who's minus, or sorry, is one in three in the UFC with two decisions, and Mazzani, two and four in the UFC with two decisions. Their records, even outside of the UFC and their professional careers, don't look the most promising. Um, I could see this one easily going to decision. They just are two more or less lackluster. One of them's got to win. I just, I mean, I guess take the dog on this one because they're both pretty even. And then moving on up the card, I do have a little bit more information for the uh, Jimmy Pickett-Jordan Wright fight. Um but Jamie Pickett at minus 112, Jordan Wright at minus 112, kind of been hovering all around that all week too, um, trying to figure out who, where the line's going to move to. However, the model's going to give a 71.76% chance to Jordan Wright, uh, the Beverly Hills Ninja to win this fight. Pickett one and three in the UFC, two decisions uh, in his career in the UFC. Wright one and one, one KO loss, one KO win. So a little split there. Um... The, what I see about this fight is uh, Jordan Wright has kind of proven at this point like he does have a win in the UFC. Um, he does have one loss. He had a pretty good record coming out of the um, out of the other his earlier pro career. Uh, Jamie Pickett's um, a fighter who got multiple chances on the Contender Series to attempt to look good. Lost one, won one. Then lost another, no, lost two in a row, then got a third opportunity to come on contender. One, uh, made it into the UFC, and then got beat by uh, Tafan Nunchukwi, who did not look that good last week. So, Pickett just doesn't look like a good fighter, and it took him multiple opportunities to get to this point. And Jordan Wright, a uh, pretty solid fighter, 11-1 um, in his career currently, the one loss coming in the UFC. I just think he's going to get the nod over Pickett here, but I'm going to leave this one to probably a decision. Um... It could be close. I don't know. They're going to go out there and try to knock each other out, and it could be a good fight. I I would either... I mean, if you want to fade this one in general, just say it doesn't go the distance, maybe. We'll see. Uh, moving on up the card to uh, what's going to be the actual prelims here. We have Antonina Shevchenko at negative 143 against Andrea Lee at plus 117. Um, Lee 3-3 three and three in the UFC. All six fights of hers have gone to decision. Shevchenko 4-2 in the UFC with three decisions. Um, Shevchenko obviously having champion blood in her, not meaning she's a champion, uh, but she is the sister of a UFC champion. 
<clears throat> However, she can't seem to act like it. I will say she's going to be the better fighter here against Andrea Lee. Uh, so plus three units down on Shevchenko and negative 143. This fight honestly could look fairly even. Neither fighter has a very amazing record. And even looking at the records, both fighters are uh, two people who can very much underperform. You can give them what should be a lock fight, and then they could both get out there and get absolutely dog for three rounds. So I would say neither fighter is a lock, but I think Shevchenko is the better nod here. Uh, both can strike each other. Looking at you know actual like stats, Shevchenko is going to be the one that's going to take less punches. Uh, however, Lee has a better takedown, so Shevchenko, great, she's going to be the better striker, um, and also just take less damage. Where Lee has a good opportunity to take Shevchenko to the ground because Shevchenko's got a pretty medium takedown defense. So. I don't think anyone's going to be happy by the end of this fight, and uh, I would uh, the best bet on this entire fight, if you want to pick a good one, is this one goes the distance. Uh, some striking on the feet, some people on the ground, but this is not going to not going to end early. So, moving on uh, from there, we are going to the bout between Mike Grundy, at one, meg, sorry, negative one twenty four versus uh, Lando Venata at plus one hundred. 77.31% chance for Grundy to win this fight. Grundy is 1-1 one one in the UFC with one decision loss, and Venata is a dismal 3-5-2, with seven of those fights being decisions. So, 10 fights in the UFC and seven decisions. And also 3-5-2 just doesn't look good. Based on the model's prediction, I would put a plus three unit down on Grundy at a minus 124. Um, Looking at the actual fighters themselves and checking out the tape on it, um, both fighters are fairly even again. Um, I think you're going to see that a lot in this card. Literally, even looking at the model, a lot of stuff was in that uh, 50 to 56 percent range on like differences. So uh, pretty good uh, work by the promoters to actually find fights that are even here. Um, but actually, looking at it, Venata is the better striker of the two of them, um, and he has the ability to grapple. However, he is going to face someone who is a just absolutely, absolutely massive and tough submissionist in Mike Grundy. Um, Grundy has the skills to take this to the mat, and Venata's going to be able to grapple, but he's going to get worked on the ground, I think, by Grundy at that point once they get there. Um, Grundy will try a couple submission attempts, hit the strikes, wear him down. And as he tries, as even because uh, Grundy's someone who uh, pretty solid in his work, he might he's not going to pull guard, but he's going to be okay in the guard. He's going to be okay on the ground. He's going to wait for Venata to maybe throw some wild strikes, catch an arm, catch an ankle, catch whatever he needs to, and um, there'll be a couple solid submission attempts from Grundy on this one. So. I would not be opposed to seeing this one, or saying this one's going to go um, pick Grundy, but I think Grundy by sub is a good decision on this one. He's just a very solid submission artist. Moving on up, it'll be Matt Schnell versus uh, <clears throat> Rogerio Bontran. Um Negative 167 for Schnell, plus 135 for Bontran. It's going to be a 71.41% chance here for Schnell to win the fight. 
Chanel is five and three in the UFC. Um, it's kind of got a pretty good mix between having KOs, decisions, and subs in the UFC. So it's hard to predict kind of like his style. He's a rounded MMA fighter. Um, where Bontran's three and two, uh, he's currently on a two straight loss right now. Once again, you're seeing a fight here that is uh, between two fairly solid grapplers and jiu-jitsu artists. Um, when you're actually looking at the jiu-jitsu, Bontran would have the nod here as he's a black belt belt versus Schnell being only a purple belt. Uh, so by skill level and time put in, Bontran would have the nod in jiu-jitsu. However, Schnell is also the better striker in this duo. Um, he... Looking at all of his stuff, looking at his tape, he doesn't have uh, Schnell doesn't have the best takedown defense, but once he goes to the ground, he doesn't mind being on the ground because he does have that jiu-jitsu background, and he does work it well. Um, so I can see Schnell trying to keep this one on the feet, maybe for a round, wear down Bontrin, uh, stuff, hopefully stuff some takedowns, and once he's got Bontrin worn down, then... Uh, he's going to want to try to hit either the KO or sub. I think the safest pick here is this fight is not going to go the distance because you're looking at two people who are going to look for submissions in Bontran and Schnell. But once again, Schnell uh, being a much better striker in this case scenario, uh, he could I could see him by KO or sub. But just picking the fight to end in sub wouldn't be a bad idea either. Moving on up the card, Andre Munez versus Ronaldo Suesa. Um, Negative 106 for Munoz, Minos, and negative 118 for Suiza, or Susa. Uh, this, technically, the model's going to give a 51.15% chance to Suiza to win this fight. Munez 4-0 in the UFC, two subs and two decisions. Suiza has um, a pretty mixed career. Uh, recently hasn't looked too good. Uh, while he does have wins over... Um, Brunson and Chris Weideman, you start looking past those two wins, and he has lost to literally every other top contender in the 185-pound division. He has lost to Jan Blahovitz, Jack Hermanson, um, Kevin Lee, Kelvin Gastelum, and Robert Whitaker. All right, so he has pretty much what looks to be hit a ceiling at this point where he's not going to, cause he can't break above that. He can't beat anyone in that top five. So you're looking at him versus Munoz, who is still someone who's got um, an early career and he's still trying to prove an early career. Who's got a four and beginning. Under Munoz's grappling isn't going to be great. A, um, and also has a 37% takedown defense. So he is going to face a Suesa who's not um, bad on the ground and doesn't have a bad takedown. And Suesa, honestly, to keep this out of kind of strike and keep it in his wheelhouse where he can be in control, is probably going to try to take the fight to the ground and just control the tempo of the fight in general. Um, but I just don't think Suesa is going to be able to keep up with Munez, who is, you know, a little bit hungrier than he is. Um, hasn't seen that top competition yet. So we don't really know what his ceiling is in the UFC. So I'm going to say Munez by decision as it's going to be a lot of uh, grappling and wrestling, ground striking in this fight. Both will try to take the fight to the ground but uh, and go for subs, but uh, submissions. But uh, their grappling is both pretty 
evenish that I think they're going to pretty much be around the same. So um, that's going to end it for the prelim cards. Plus one unit on Munoz. Uh, I wouldn't mind just saying Munoz by decision here. Up, we are going to Edson Barboza versus Shane Burgos. Um, it is going to be at plus 105 for Edson and minus 130 for Burgos. Uh, it is a 55.02% chance for Edson Barboza to win this fight. I mean, I they are two fairly solid UFC fighters that you're looking at here. Um, the model's going to give a nod to Barboza here. Um, and also, with him being the dog, I don't think that's a bad pick. I think this is a, honestly a, a pretty solid and close fight. And it's between two fighters who are going to want to sit and punch each other and kick each other. This is going to be a stand-up banger. You got Burgos, who's an up-and-coming fighter, and Barboza, who has fought kind of in the top of the division, or fought the top in the division. So once again, you've got a hungry, younger person, newer in their career, against a little bit more seasoned vet of the octagon and Barboza. Both fighters can deliver beautiful finishes or punches and kick each other until the third round bell dings. Uh, and I just don't see either of them knocking each other out. I think this is going to be a very solid, striking Potentially a bloody match, but we've got two iron jaws. Uh, easy to, I would say it's going to decision here. I don't see a knockout happening unless Barboza is slipping in um, his age at this point. But I wouldn't mind throwing one unit down on the dog and Barboza here. Moving on up, we have a 125-pound bout, uh, female bout between Vivian Orejo versus Catelyn Chikugian. Uh... It is a plus 120 for Arejo and a minus 150 for Shikugian. Um, the model is going to have a 63.61% chance for Shikugian to win this fight. Arejo is 4-1 in the UFC with four, four decision fight in the fights out of five. Um, Shikugian is 8-4 in the UFC and 10 decisions in the UFC. So, uh, statistically speaking, right, you have 17 fights and 14 have gone to the decision between the two of them. So I'm going to start it there and say a fight's probably going to go to decision again. But plus two units down in Shikugian here at negative 150. Because um, when you're actually looking at it, uh, Arejo is up and coming. Um, but Shikugian has brought herself to the top to fight before. Um, she's still kind of hovering around that area. Her only recent losses are to the current champion, in Andrade, and also a current champion in Valentina Shevchenko. So everything else, all the other competition around her, she's beaten. So I don't see any reason to uh, someone who's up and coming like Arejo to beat her. Arejo hasn't fought any big names yet in the division and hasn't really challenged anyone. Um, looking at her, she does have a pretty solid takedown and a takedown offense. But Shikugian looking at her tape, looking at her stats, she is just good enough to keep it on the feet or even survive it on the ground. I think she can keep it on the feet long enough, stuff a couple takedowns, get some good strikes, win a round, win her two rounds, um, maybe survive in the, on the ground at the end of some rounds, and really at least just take two rounds out of the three here, if not all three rounds. Um, Chikugin is the better striker, and if she can, the longer she can keep it off the ground, the look better she's going to look against 
Vivian Arejo here, but this fight is going to decision all day. Uh, there's, just, there's not a lot of finishing power between the two of them. And like I said, Chikugian's going to hit some strikes on the feet, and then you're going to see Rejo shoot and try to control tempo, and that's just going to kind of how it be the whole fight kind of pans out. Uh, the next fight would have been Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazian. Once again, that is getting pushed to next week. I still don't have a reason for that yet, but um, I do have some. I do have a pretty solid input on this one next week. However, uh, that was going to be my lock this week, so that sucks. So we will go up to the 155-pound bout between Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush. Uh, that is going to be uh, plus 125 for Tony Ferguson and minus 152 for Benil Dariush. Um, the model has these two just dead close here. 52.01% um, for Benil Dariush to win this fight. Tony Ferguson, been in the UFC for a minute. Um, you know, he's got his KOs, he's got his subs, he's got his decisions. He's a solid fighter. Um, when you look at Darius, he's on a six-fight win streak. Um, and once again, just kind of a mixed bag of subs, KOs, and decisions. Uh, it's kind of hard to see what his game's going to be. They're two really strong fighters. I would still throw the one unit down in Darius here at negative 152 because I, uh, looking at a Tony Ferguson who has kind of slid a bit, little bit here. Um, Darius, the younger fighter by a little bit, um, and it's kind of just like on a stronger streak and riding a streak right now against Ferguson, who has lost a couple in a row, um, and now has a couple of losses before that. Um, where Dariush also, once again, riding a high against, or riding a pretty good streak where he's, you know, beat uh, Hot Sauce Holtzman, he's beat, D beat Dakar close, two solid fighters. Um, he's someone who does have the finishing power. I, I could see Dariush winning by submission on this one or even a KO, I would pick this fight just not to go the distance and I would pick Darius to win by not going the distance. So after that, we are going up to our main event of the night. It is for the vacant lightweight title uh, being fought at 155 pounds for Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Oliveira minus 134, Michael Chandler plus 110. Um, equivalent ranking is going to have a 63.21% chance for Oliveira to win this fight. Oliveira is a fighter who's been around the UFC for a minute. Um, he is 18-8 and eight in the UFC. He's currently on a seven-fight win streak. Um, and six of those seven fights were by finish prior to the last one here being by decision. So... Um, Pretty, still looking pretty good for the UFC at 18 and 8 um, versus a Michael Chandler who uh, many years ago fought Strike Force and then has been in the Bellator or has been in Bellator for a while. Uh, did really well in Bellator, I'll give him that. Joins the UFC, wins one fight, and then gets to fight for the interim lightweight. Um, he is on a three KO streak in his current career, two of those being Bellator fights. <clears throat> but his one win over Dan Hooker doesn't quite make me feel like he's ready to hold a title in the UFC. Um, even looking at his Bellator fights, he's hasn't been out of the first round a lot in a lot of his fights. <clears throat> and he's fighting a Charles Oliveira who's been in a couple five-round bouts and definitely has the gas tank to go five rounds for a title fight. Uh, <clears throat> I just I think I, this Chandler against Dan Hooker, yeah, he looked good. Uh, in his Bellator fights, yeah, he looked good. 
but this is for a UFC title um, against Charles Oliveira, who is a solid fighter. He's a strong grappler um, and is someone who can, you know, fake a move and get someone to move one way and then lead it to a submission attempt. And Chandler, you know, it's it's only his second UFC fight. Uh, you know, and he's going to be eager because he wants that title. I could see him getting caught in a trap set up by Oliveira. You know, oh, I got to feed it. I'm going to throw a punch this way or try to feed an arm this way. And Oliveira was three steps ahead with his jujitsu attempting to win. Um, both Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee saw that happen to themselves. And I don't think it's going to be any different for Michael Chandler, who hasn't been here long. So I'm going to say it, uh, you look at, you know, the internet, you look at um, announcers, you look at betting, quote-unquote, experts, and a lot of people like Chandler, and they're, you know, wondering why the line is, uh, got him as a dog, and they keep trying to take him down, take him as the dog, like, well, buy, buy all that you can on him. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be Charles Oliveira here, and I think Oliveira's going to hit him with a sub. Michael Chandler's a fairly good grappler, but Oliveira is, is a much better grappler. He's one of the top grapplers in UFC right now, and I think that's how he's going to get it done. Um, inside of five, uh, you know, maybe he wears a Chandler, uh, an untank or ungas tank Chandler down and hits a sub in the second, third, fourth, something like that. But Charles Oliveira here is the pick, I believe. Um, but once again, I went four and five last week, so don't listen to me. Uh, I just kind of uh, throw my opinion out there, I guess. So that's what I got for you this week. We're going to go back down the list here real quick. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler taking Oliveira. Ferguson versus Dariush. We're taking Dariush. Uh, Hermanson, Shabazian is now next week. Arejo versus Chukugian. We are going to take Chukugian. Barboza versus Burgos. We are taking Barboza. Munez versus Sosa, we are taking Munez. Schnell versus Bontarim, we are taking Schnell. Grundy versus Banata, we are taking Grundy. Andrea Lee versus Antonina Shevchenko, we are taking Shevchenko. Jamie Pickett versus Jordan Wright, we are going to take Jordan Wright. Uh, Priscilla Cochiara versus Gina Mazzani, we are going to take Priscilla. Kevin Aguilar versus Tucker Lutz. We are taking Tucker Lutz. And Christos Giagos versus... Ah, sorry. Uh, once again, my sheet still said Sean. Sorry. Christos Giagos versus Joel Alvarez. We're going to take Joel Alvarez on this one. Um, <clears throat> so that's my picks for the week. Uh, fight to fight. Uh, we're going to give the meal ticket a go this week. And man, I... Uh, this one's going to be hard. Um, so I'm going to kind of make the main meal here, the fighters that I think are going to finish their fights. So um, Mike Grundy is a solid pick to throw in there. Um, I think Oliveira and Darush are other solid picks for it, so we'll go with that. Grundy, Darush, and Oliveira. Um, I have all three of them winning by submission. I'd love to see three submissions in a UFC event, so why not? Um after that, if you kind of want to add your dessert on there, man, 
I think Joel Alvarez is a pretty solid pick. Uh, throw him on there at dessert, and then if you want to get a little bit more fun with it, let's throw it on Schnell. Um, Schnell being a pretty solid fighter, pretty solid in jiu-jitsu. Um, I think he's going to be able to outstrike Bontran, so you can throw Schnell and um, Joel Alvarez on there to finish out your five-card parlay if you would like to. Um, It'd be fun to see an Oliveira, uh, Dariush, and um, Grundy submission. All three of them happen because I'm probably going to lay a parlay down on all three of them to hit submissions, and I think the odds are going to look good. So uh, that's all I got for you this week. Um, I don't have any fan duel draft picks because, once again, life got in the way. So you guys have a wonderful week. This has been Glassjaw MMA Podcast. I'm your host, Kaiser. Everyone have a wonderful week, and we will try to get back on track for all the information in the following week for UFC Vegas 27.